0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tilts, the interesting liquid talk show. My name is Ian Sansevera, also known as Not Ian Sands. I'm the director of post-production for One up Studios and also the host of this podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. Did you know that you can check us out on all of your favorite podcast applications? We are, in fact, on all of them. And if you'd like to watch Tilts with your eyeballs, you can head on over to YouTube.com slash Team Liquid, where you can catch the video version of Tilts. Now a little shameless self-promotion never hurt anybody. We have an awesome five-star review from listener GamerGirl193729, which absolutely sounds made up, that says, "'I love this podcast because of the informed guests "'and the wonderfully well-spoken host.'" Thank you so much, Gamer Girl. I really do appreciate it. We all appreciate a five-star review. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that's where you can leave us a five-star review. So go ahead and do that if you enjoy previous episodes or you will enjoy this episode, which I'm sure you will. And today's episode of Tilts, like all episodes of Tilts, will be very exciting. Specifically today, we are going to be talking about Valorant, the game that is sweeping the nation, sweeping the world, and sweeping us off our feet. The FPS title that everybody loves, including our guest today, which is Scream and Eccles from Team Liquid's Valorant roster. Guys, Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having us, man. Hey, man. Thank you for inviting us, man.
2: Of course, of course. Well, Scream, we'll get to you in a minute because a lot of people know who you are. But Eccles, you're relatively new uh, to the pro scene, new to Team Liquid. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your background, where you came from, where you grew up, how you got into all of this. So um, I guess, where do you live? Where did you grow up? Like kind of how did you get into gaming in the first place?
3: Uh, So... I'm from Burnley in uh, England. Not that many people have heard of it. It's a very small town uh, north of Manchester. If you do follow football, you might know it. Obviously, i got the, the scarf and the foam finger there. So, yeah, uh, growing up, I was like really into sports. Like, uh, I was a goalkeeper. I loved playing football. I wanted to be a professional footballer. And, uh, yeah, so I kind of found games, like playing FIFA with my friends from school, like playing pro clubs, whatever. I wasn't really much of, like, an FPS player at the start. But then... Uh, so playing football, obviously I was training a lot and I broke my finger and as a goalkeeper couldn't, you know, practice anymore. So I broke my finger, waited for it to heal. Then the fir- the very first training session back, the same coach and we're doing the same like drill breaks my finger again. Oh so my God. <laughs> I was kinda I was like kinda like fed up. I couldn't like really train for like a year, so obviously it turned to like games and stuff like that. I found CS while playing uh, Rust on my computer. I was in like a Rust clan, like as a little kid, and some <laughs> guy said, or oh, uh, CSGO makes you better at aiming on Rust. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy CSGO. Then I like, kind of just went from there, played CS, found out about the pro scene, then like I wanted to try and get there, then went from
2: there. So you broke, how were you even able to play games with a broken finger?
3: So it was it was my pinky finger. So I was like, I was able uh, to like get away with it. But for like okay. goalkeeping, obviously, like I can't catch a ball with a broken finger. It just does it end well.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So you were playing real football, and then you decided to start playing FIFA, or it was kind of simultaneous, and then CS, and now Valorant, which is which is cool. Um, Scream. How about you? How did you how did you get into this in the first place? Like, what was your intro into games? All right.
1: So it was very young. I was like, I don't know. Like, I have been playing games all my life with my little brother, he's kind of the same age as me, uh, he's like one year younger than me, so we've been growing up together and we've been playing every console game, everything, all the time. Uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid I was playing uh, basketball though, I was playing basketball, not football, but like I've been playing basketball for a couple of years and... Uh, I had a big brother. I have a big brother. Sorry, I have a big brother, and he he was playing games. He he knew Counter Strike 1.6, and when Counter Strike Source came up, like Half Life 2, it was back then. Uh, he bought me the game, you know. He bought me the game, and I was so happy about it. But I didn't know anything about the computers because I was playing console all the time. And <clears throat> I don't know when I started this this Counter Strike thing. Yeah, I don't know when it was. It was so addictive. It was so addictive. So I continued. I continued. And I left basketball. And then I don't know. You just you just started from there, basically, like because of my older brother, I guess.
2: And where where did you grow up?
1: So I'm from Belgium. Uh, I born in Brussels. Uh, I'm originally from Morocco. My family is from Morocco. But I have been living here all my life, and I have been going to Morocco like in the summers for vacation and stuff like this. But but I I actually uh, I actually lived here all my life, so. I can't really say. I, I'm of course Moroccan, but I'm not uh, as Moroccan as someone who lives there, of course. So, so yeah, man. Uh, Belgium in Brussels.
2: I, I feel like Belgium and the UK. I feel I may I might be completely wrong, but I feel like not very many eSports pros come out of either one of those places. Do you think that there's like a reason for that? like what's wh- I don't know it's, it's it seems like very uh very selective. I think for Belgium, it's because it's a small country, <laughs> and like I
1: think there's not there's not a lot of players from small countries all the time, and I don't know about England like what's your excuse? <laughs>
3: I guess we just got bad genes or something. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I think we were pretty good in Source at one point, if I remember. Uh, Oh, I never watched Source, but people tell me UK was good in Source, but CSGO, we just, I guess it just wasn't our game, you know, it's one of those.
2: I guess so. And Scream, you've probably been a bazillion places just traveling to CSGO and stuff. But Eccles, have you, have you got an opportunity to travel like around Europe or anything like that? Have you been any cool places?
3: Uh, for CS, yeah, I've been to Spain. For I went with uh, ESL Clash of Nations with uh, Team Endpoint. It was me, Smuya, Thomas, Robin, and t And I think that's like back then, I'm not sure if it changed, but that, back then we came second in a European event on LAN. That's like the best like the UK had ever did. It was like kind of weird. Uh, somehow we like upset loads of teams and made it there. And I've been to Sweden twice, one for the show Gamers. If you guys have seen that. I was on like a reality TV show type thing. Like we live in a house. Wait, what? No, hold and on. And wait, whoa, whoa, I'm gonna,
2: no, I have never heard of it, but I'm going to stop you right there. And we're going to talk about that. You <laughs> were on a reality show where gamers lived in a house. Explain. Yeah. Explain. So
3: it, it's kind of like Big Brother. <laughs> so like you live in a house, but it was like based around CS. So there's there was two teams, like a red team, blue team. And there's six people on a team, and obviously you can only have five on a server. So, and there's coaches. The coaches were Spawn and Devil Walk. So Devil Walk was my coach. So there's people on the team, and like, so there's a game at end of every night. So sort of red versus blue. If a team loses, one of their players gets voted off. So it's kind of like so it is Big fighting. Brother, but with CS:GO. Yeah, <laughs> Big Brother, kind of like with CS:GO. Yeah. So I went there. Uh, the prize was you get a trial with Fnatic to join their academy team. So I I got there, went on Team Red, and I won. It was like a me, Matafe, Meadow, who's now on Vumpus Phoenix. I played Mm with him. Me, Matafe, Meadow, Alex, and Canny. And we joined Fnatic. We got the trial, we passed it, and we joined for like six months.
2: Really? All from this reality show? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Wait, Scream, did you know about this show? This must be like a European thing. I didn't
1: know, man. Like, this is a new... (laughs) I just saw this... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, we're all, Spon lear- Spon we're as all a- learning about your phone yeah, So you're a reality good, show but-
3: star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah was Oh, I just went on it as well, but he left early. All oh, right, interesting.
2: Where was, you, was where, it?
1: Where, where was it? Like it is in, in Sweden. Is in
3: Skofta in
1: Sweden. Yeah.
2: So you were on the Fanatic Academy for a bit, and then from there, you just decided to drop off of Fnatic Academy and start your own CS team. Like, where? I guess historically, how did that line up?
3: So we're in Fnatic Academy and like we are doing really well. We nearly well we should have we should have made MDL. We lost to Virtus Pro. I I still remember this round, it haunts me. We were like gonna win the game. I had an AWP on uh, on like a B and like they had little time and they'll come into B and I just missed two like easy AWP shots and I lost as a game. And that Aww. was
2: like
3: Yeah, like, yeah, it was it was awful. So that that happened, like we didn't make it. Then, like, the rules changed, like, with Valve and, like, events and stuff. So, like, Academy teams weren't able, like, to be a thing because you could only own one team, like, Mm -hmm. per the rule. And so, like, we got dropped from Fnatic. And we're doing really well as a team. But I think all of us just thought, oh, we've done really well in this team. And, like, things weren't, like, that great, like, uh, chemistry-wise, stuff like that. And we thought, oh, grass is green on the other side. Let's all go our separate ways and, like, join these other teams. And we kind of rushed into it and, like, we all of us got no offers, <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> like, well, now what? Now what do we do? So then I end up going back to the UK scene and playing with like some guys doing well. Like we won the first team I joined back. We won my first LAN because I never won a LAN before until I, I went back to the UK scene because it, it was kind of weird. I kind of skipped from the bottom to the top of the UK scene by <laughs> the time I came back. Yeah. So we won like two lands in a row. I think we did really well, but just I think like the UK mentality and stuff like that have kicked in, and we never really fulfilled our full potential so yeah kind of ended up like that
2: that's uh damn that's that's an interesting uh avenue to get in from breaking your finger playing football to uh being on a reality show and all this other stuff uh you you'd mentioned um the the one play that haunts you of missing those two op shots uh scream do you have do you have a play that haunts you that you wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night just <laughs> thinking about the one time you messed up <laughs>
1: It didn't happen a lot of times, but like I I I I messed up on a on a really important round sometimes, and I remember only one round when it was fifteen fourteen, and I I missed one guy from behind with the uh, with M four against the Brazilian teams. I don't know. I think it was MIBR or I don't know if it was them, but it was a Brazilian team and fifteen fourteen for us, and then we lose overtime after that. Like Oof. because I missed one shot from behind, but. I mean, I I I usually don't 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 do crazy stuff and like mess up crazy stuff, but it can happen to anyone, especially with the op. Like I I I I've been I've been messing up with the op a couple of times on CS man. So I think everybody knows that. So it's okay, man. I have never said I'm a good opper. Like when it's on the ground, I have to take it, and man, who knows what can happen after. But I got better today, I think. Yeah, definitely.
2: That's that's good, and uh, you know, for those of the people that are listening that don't know your competitive history at least in cs kind of run me through uh kind of where you started on your first team and and kind of where you went in the scene from there it doesn't have to be long-winded you can kind of mm, give us a general overview you yeah, have a, i know you have a uh, 10 year history <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah i made a youtube video about this <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just take this link and go check it out but no uh, <laughs> to make it short man uh my first event was well, was when i was 15 years old so in the beginning you know like my mom was kind of scared she didn't know what what was going on like a video game and you have to travel so far and stuff she didn't take it really seriously but uh back then I was going to go with the Belgian team the Belgian uh, nation, national team on CS so it was really it was really fun it wasn't CS source and uh, they actually called my mom and they they like they 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 explained her like it was a real thing it was a big event uh so my mom let me go, you know she trusted, and it's like it was like eight hours uh, away from me for the first event, so it was kind of a big thing for me and uh on my first event, I actually played on stage. it was like a big stage, and I actually played my first game ever on stage, so that was a really big thing for me as well and from after this one i mean right like right before this, everybody on online was treating me to like that I was cheating and stuff like this like Everybody thought I was cheating. So after this <laughs> event, everybody actually uh, knew I was not cheating, and I got offer from Redline back then. That, that was like my first ever team. It was Redline, and I was playing with Happy uh, from CS. Uh, Uzi, he was a, he was a CS player, and he's on Valorant as well now, uh, and a few other players. Uh, it was uh, it was a really good team for the first thing and for the first team and. I was so young, man. That was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, fifteen-year-old pro yeah, must be like, I can't even imagine.
2: Then. Yeah, that's insane. And I don't then, even uh, know what I was doing at fifteen. Yeah, I was
1: it's crazy, man. To think about it, <laughs> uh,
2: riding a bike uh, <laughs> and eating ice cream and not even knowing about I, anything.
1: I, I was playing video games, man. Like this is yeah, this is uh, this is a good age thing. Yeah,
2: yeah no, you're lucky because my mom. Would uh, she would like take the power cord for yeah, my PlayStation and stuff, yeah. and tell me that video games were going to rot my brain?
1: Exactly. I think. <laughs> and, I,
2: and now look at us.
1: I think that's 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 exactly the generation where people uh, got blocked on playing video games at that age because because it was not that serious, it was not that big. But now yeah. I think it's a bit better, and like, of course, you have to be careful. Like, you need you still need to go to school and stuff. So I made sure to go to school. But after 18, after I finished uh, like, I don't know how you call, how you guys call it, but after 18 you high just, school. yeah, yeah, I yeah. finished high school and then like after that I didn't go to school anymore. I just I just went all in in CS from uh, 18 to, to now, so and now in involvement, of course. but so yeah, it's been a long road, man.
2: Well, that's uh, you guys have such unique stories that all brought you to the same place, which is really cool. Why leave CS? Like what was wrong? with CS? Or what was the appeal of Valorant for both of you, I guess?
3: The appeal was kind of like a fresh start. Uh, CS for me kind of got stale. I was like stuck at the same level for like the same time. I think it was like an ESA advanced like every season and like since the start and could never make that, you know, that goal for us was to make MDL and we never made that. So we kind of like teams came and gone. So it was kind of getting, you know, the same old, same old. So Valorant just gave us a new opportunity, a fresh start. And it's something... Like a lot of people I knew, especially in the UK scene, we all wanted to give it our go.
2: And Scream, how about you? You were a CS Pro forever. Yeah, all right,
3: <laughs>
1: but yeah. It, it's a little longer story for myself, because I've been playing CS for such a long time in the Pro scene. Uh, since 2011, exactly. Even 2010. So yeah, man, nearly 10 years I've been playing in the Pro scene, and it, it was really hard to leave the leave the game and leave the scene. In some way, uh, my position on CS like last years was kind of like standby, you know. Like I didn't do anything, and uh, I was like I kind of left the scene already for a, for a while. In my opinion, like I was not in the scene in the actual scene for 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 a couple of years. So that's kind of frustrating for me. And mm. when a game like Valorant c- comes out, you know, like it's a big opportunity, and I I I love that game so. That's the the biggest part is that I really love that game and it it got me like a a fresh a fresh breath I would say so definitely man that's the the main reason.
2: And so what's um what's your favorite part of Valorant? I mean, this, these questions are going to be for both of you, so it's going to be you know like so what what is the appeal of Valorant for you? Like what what motivates you every day to you know open open the program and keep grinding.
1: Uh, my personal motivation is uh, the team like liquid like i wanna i wanna be the best team in the world, and I think we have the full potential to do that uh, and also, as I said, I love that game it 's so addictive so when you like you know when you get headshots and stuff it's it 's really a good feeling and I love that man it's, a, it's, it's everything is new, so that's really uh, you have so much to learn still from the game, so that 's a really big part as well.
3: Yeah, I'll second that as well. There's there's so much to learn. Like every single day, like you see something for the first time, or like you you know, you learn something new and it's just always like a learning process which like keeps everyone like focused and like makes it fun as well because obviously you go into games where you see something for the first time It's like oh that's sick i can bring that into team practice and like then we can try that out then it works and we can like bring it to like an official game stuff like that it's it's just like a really fun and like addictive game because it's like cs but there's a lot more to it and there's a lot more variation so it never it never really gets stale
2: and how do you feel about the scene, the competitive scene in Valorant? Obviously, it's a new game, new Riot title, like nothing's really been established yet. But for you guys that are are pros, right, which so many people are fighting to be at that level, how do you feel about the scene so far from what you've seen?
3: I think the scene's developing really good. I feel like NA has got a lot more love than EU tournaments wise, but I think that's to be expected. It's like a game that wasn't made in America. But the scene, the scene I think, is really developing well, especially in Europe, we have like I'd say, like, four, five top, top teams. We've got uh, G2, obviously, Oz, Funplus Phoenix, NIP, and Bonk now are coming up really well. So it's it's strange to say as well that I'm friends with people from CS in every single one of those teams besides maybe Bonk. So it's like, it's, it's strange to say, like, all my friends, like, we've come over to Valorant and now we're, like, at the top of the scene, whereas in CS, we were, like, very, very far down. So it's, it's really amazing, really, to
1: see. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, the scene has been growing up really fast. Uh, the game is still new, and we can see a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of organiz- organizations uh, into Valorant uh, as well. So it's a, it's a big start for me. I think Valorant is a big start.
2: So uh, Eccles, you were saying that you were like kind of far down in the CS scene, but then you decided to you know grab a, a group of guys and start Fish One Two Three and started Valorant. So when did you start it? What, kind of tell me the origin story behind Fish One Two Three.
3: So like the origin story behind the team, and we'll get to the name later. Behind the team, uh, it was like uh, me and Ardis were in a, a CSGO team called like Team Excellency, and we was in a boot camp in Bulgaria and like you know, practicing CS and stuff. Then we saw that old oh, Project A beta has been announced, it's coming out on this date. And even though we're at a CSGO boot camp, kind of sounds bad, but it was like we're like, okay, we need to give Valorant a go. So like that's when like the idea like initially came from and was like, right, okay. We're gonna go for this when it comes out, we'll like tell the boys like we're gonna leave for Valorant. So then once the beta came out and we played it for like a few days, like we're like I think one or two days, we're like, Okay, yeah, this game's fun, this game's good, like let's get a team going. And that's when Cryptix uh, Cryptics messaged me saying, Right, we need to get a team going. So then me, Artist, Dom and Jay, we all got together in a CSGO team before me and Artist left and we wanted to bring it back for Valorant. So Cryptics messaged me. he's like, okay, we need to get on practice as soon as possible because we wanted to be like uh, the NIP of early CSGO, just like come out and like dominate That was the idea anyway. So we started practicing teams like two days into the beta or something like ridiculous like that. So we just came out for it. Then we were looking for a fifth player, Coach Sliggy at the moment, he was playing with us, but... We knew one person from the UK team, Link, who was currently on Vex Gaming for CS:GO. He was playing in like a advanced playoffs for an MDL spot, but like he he was the same as us. Like he, he was fed up with CS, and everyone in the UK knew he was like the best player. Like his aim is crazy good. So we knew we had to have him. And once like he finished like he, you know his duties on CS, able to get him in, and then we had like the full roster with Coach Sliggy, and. Then the fi- the name Fish One Two Three was like Stiggy's and Cryptics' idea. It's actually like an old CS Source team that dates back to like 2008 or something like that. Like, it's a really really old name. Like a group of players and Kita, Complexity's coach, uh, was like the original creator back in Source. So we asked for his permission to get the, to use the name because obviously it was a good name. We wanted to you know respect him and like ask ask for permission to use it and you know do good with it. So like he gave us his blessing and then just went from there.
2: That's cool. That's good that you actually asked for permission because most people probably wouldn't do that. So, <laughs> so that's good. And then how? And then scream. How did you stumble into the whole thing?
1: So for me, it was a little bit more complicated because I I didn't take a decision to leave a CS:GO until a long time. Like it was like I think one or well, two months into the game. Like I was I was playing Valorant for two months and I still didn't take my decision. So. Uh I knew that of course that was the best decision for my future and like that was the, like one of the biggest opportunity ever because I don't think there is many games like Valorant coming up every day, you know. Um so I had a couple of uh, things in mind, but the problem I had is that I was under contract for, for Game Legion, so it was kinda hard for me to just join a team just like this because I had a buyout and you know all that stuff. So uh, Liquid actually uh, we had a good talk with Liquid uh, with my with my agent as well Jerome so he took care of this and he kn- he knew Liquid very well so it was uh, like it, it just like it was a good mix up because uh, for Fish One Two Three they needed one player and I was like free you know I was I was getting into Valorant but uh, only the only condition is was uh, that or organization just by me you know so it was kind of hard but Liquid was was on it and I'm really happy they 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 trusted me and they trusted the team as well that's very important and um and obviously like uh, I think I don't know about fish 123 but uh, I think they were they were happy to play with me I think I don't know who they were going to take because all this <laughs> left but I think <laughs> I think they were, they, were, they wanted me to play with them so that's perfect because I also wanted to, to play with them because that's what that was like the best team in the beginning, and they won everything. And I think this team has a lot of potential, as I said. So I saw that, and I I, I of course accepted that to play with them, and that's how things uh, things uh, finalized, you know.
2: So were you already in talks with Liquid before you knew about Fish One Two Three?
1: Uh, yeah. Like uh, my. My agent was in talk with a lot of organizations, like, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, a couple of months and the problem is that I think all of the all of the organizations didn't want to, you know, to to buy a buyout uh, that big. So, so Liquid is kind of the only organization, and I'm I'm very proud of it. It's a it's a very big name, and I'm super happy about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you. I mean, it's uh, Valorant's definitely on on the rise. Um, is there anything about the game right now that you guys kind of wished was different from a from a pro perspective?
0: Uh, yeah. Well,
1: they're 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 making a lot of updates, a lot of patches, and they're they're trying to do a, a balanced game, which is really important. Uh, I think they're on the good road. Valorant is on the good road. They just need to keep it up, to to keep listening to the players as well. That's very important uh, to the pro to the pro players. And um, I don't think any anything is missing. S- like right now, you know, like the only thing we want is big tournaments and stuff like this. And I think this will come soon, maybe next year. But as uh, as now we're preparing and we're getting better at the game, and it's gonna be good, I think.
3: Yeah, for me, I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jet I wish Jet
3: was different because I see a lot of people on Twitter complaining about the operator being broken but I think I think just Jet as a champion or as an agent sorry is just too <laughs> strong combined with the operator because if you like a good player if you like a professional player it basically gives you one free shot per round which should but won't always give you one free opening kill every round type thing and that is like ridiculously strong and that's only using an ability that she gets every round for free. So like she doesn't even have to pay for it. So I think some kind of rework should be put in place. I think the ult, I think the right click is too strong. You see like so many times where people just running around right clicking everyone and people can't react because you know, it's a professional player, their fast reactions, This right clicking you're dead. It's a bit too strong. So I'd like to see some work around with that, but that's like the only problem I've ever had with Valorant. Like, everything else is so good. I really like the updates. They're constantly working on the game. Obviously, like, they're doing amazing work, right? And they should be, like, proud of what they've done so far.
2: How, do, how would you rework the up? I mean, do you just make the reload longer or something? Because the damage output, I feel like you can't really lower and have people but, be okay with it. I think
3: the operator's fine. It's just the operator combined with Jet. It's like an operator on, like, an Omen or something. Like, it is doable. Like, I think... A lot of people just haven't found the best way to counter it yet. But mm-hmm. I don't think the op needs changing too much. Maybe a scope sound, because I think that's a bit strong, not having a scope sound, so like you can just repost on angles and people won't know. So I think that, but yeah, I think that's the only thing i changed with Opera. I think it's pretty fine. Just, just Jet enables it to do so much more.
2: Yeah. So both of you coming from CSGO, and this is something that I struggle with, and I'm not a pro, obviously, but it's like, you know, in CSGO, you really are just focused on firing and aim and like you have some utility with like smokes and nades and stuff but it's not anything like the Valorant utility. So did it take you guys a while to learn like how to properly use your abilities? Like what what is it like coming from CS to being a Valorant pro and like understanding that mechanic?
3: Oh yeah, we were awful at the start. You can ask Liggy. <laughs> like we we were useless with the abilities at the start. And I think like the first week of practice it, it, we were just playing CS:GO but like on Valorant But like, I think it's weird to say, but then we started playing like Valorant, if that makes sense. And I think we were one of the first teams to do that. And that's why we had like a lot of early success because we all got really good on our agents. I think we basically had the same lineup on every map very early on. So everyone got comfortable early. And I think like comfortable, like allows people to play better. And then the confidence came when we started winning. And we just kept like the momentum going from there.
2: Scream, how was it for you, Mr. One Tap? how how uh, how did you uh how did you get these abilities in, uh, into your workflow
1: yeah as, as Echol said in the beginning we we played uh, valorant like we played cs uh we just wanted like to to shoot people and like because it was so uh addictive when you kill someone in valorant like you know there's like other there's like some animation there's like the blood and stuff like i don't know it's just, it just makes the game really really uh addictive and um uh, yeah it, i think it took like one or two months to really understand how to play valorant to to know every character as well every agent because in the beginning we like it was a lot of agents in the beginning like we it took some time to learn all of them all the spells and to adapt as well and i think now the game the game actually looks like uh like something because people a lot of people know how to play the game and that's why it's going to get harder and harder i think in the future as well like for sure
2: yeah and i've seen i've seen a lot of cs pros uh going over to valorant just from other teams and just like other pros in the scene so uh from your perspective i guess more more so scream because you've been around for a while do you think that it's healthy for both scenes for like cs to just be porting over
1: okay so yeah a lot of players from cs went to valorant uh, i think it's kind of the same reason as as we do because uh we couldn't find our place on cs anymore in the in the, in the competitive scene but i don't think that many players uh, switched like the 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 cs uh, scene is still the same like there's no maybe the for nitro nitro who who left cs uh, when he was in the top team i think that's the only that's one of the only cases i know that lo- that actually left cs you know because we mm-hmm. we were actually out of cs already you know what i mean like we were not in the yeah. scene that much so i don't take it as the same thing uh and obviously right now for Valorant it's a very good thing. It's a very good thing that a lot of people uh are interested in the game, are like streaming it, like a lot of big names as well. So that's very good for Valorant. And for CS I don't think anything really changed. I, I just think CS, uh the developer, needs to needs to I think uh bring some new things to CS, you know, to keep it alive. To that's very important for CS. But on the same side I think like, Valorant and CS can live together. They can they can live together, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you, Eccles?
1: Yeah, I feel like not so
3: many pros have, like, moved over because I feel like a lot of them aren't able to because, obviously, with contracts and stuff being teams, like, they have, like, a good place in CS, so, like, why would they give it up for, like, a chance at a different game? So I feel like that's why not too many have moved over, like... So even if people think, "Oh, Valorant's a better game," or whatever, this, this, and that, they're fed up a CS, but they're still contracted. Contracted, they can't do much, so they're going to be staying there. But I think like Nitro moving over is like a big, it's a big deal. Obviously, he was on Liquid, like the best team in the world in CS for a long time, and him coming over is like a big, a big statement type thing because obviously he's the first like person who was really recently active who came over. So it's it's just going to be good for Valorant. Like more and more people will switch with time. And yeah, like Scream said, both can live in harmony. Like there's no like, oh, Valorant's better than CS or this like kind of rivalry. It's just both, both are similar games, both are great games. And yeah, they're fun to watch. So
2: how are you guys, um, how are you guys getting on like practicing remotely? Cause everyone is still at home, right? Like, but you guys have plans to go to the EU facility at some point. So, um, how are, how is practice going for you now? And kind of what are you excited and looking forward to with the facility?
3: Practice is going good now. Obviously, I think maybe besides me, in uh, the core of fish has been to like a boot camp before. Like I've been to a few, and if not, they're not always ended up going too well. So like uh, practicing like online, like we're used to that, Um we're still doing like a lot of effort in and stuff like that. We're practicing every day. We're doing like long hours, doing lots of individual work as well after practice. So. I'm really excited to go to the facility because I feel like that's going to like boost up our work ethic even more. Like you're there in like a physical place. You see like someone on your team who's like grinding out deathmatch. You're like, okay, I want to grind out deathmatch too. Like I want to like, you know, compete and like make it more fun. Like you don't want to feel like you're slacking. If you see people putting in the extra time, you want to put in the extra time and it just like, it just edges on everyone. And I feel like it's just like a massive positive to have.
1: Boot camps are good, but uh, right now we are. I think this is still the beginning of the team. Like this, is, for me, this is the very beginning. Uh, I think start, proct- like real practice is starting now, and every day we are learning a lot of stuff. And and for now we are we are uh, how do you say this? Uh, evolving a lot uh, and finding ourselves as a, as a team. I think that's the most important in the beginning. That's the hardest thing to do to find yourself and to find your game game style. And that's what we're trying to do right now. And it's, it's going pretty well. So.
2: So, I mean, scream, you've obviously been on, on a couple big pro teams. So maybe being on liquid isn't as big of a deal for you as it is for Eccles, but Eccles for you, what was it like to, you know, initially be reached out to by somebody from liquid and, and get that whole conversation started of, of joining the team?
3: Uh oh, it was it was crazy. Like we never, we never thought uh, like something like this would happen. Like when we first made Fish One 2, Three, we were like joking, "Oh, we're gonna be like on a, on a big pro team and stuff." But then somehow, like you know, it came it came to be, and it was it was just, like it was honestly surreal. Like being contacted, like Liquid, and as well like other big orgs. It was like I was kind of like speechless. Like I didn't expect it at all. So then, like having the meetings and stuff with like org owners, I was like. This is crazy. Like I, I would never would have guessed this, and I don't think anyone would have guessed this. Like saying before Valorant that us, like us fish one three, would have ended up on Liquid or like any big org, anything like that. It's, it's, it's crazy stuff, man. I can't believe it.
2: And were you, were you a fan of Scream before? all of this even <laughs> happened, like, just from being in the CS scene?
3: Yeah, of <laughs> course, we'll, we'll of course being in the CS. Fan. <laughs> I wouldn't say, a f- no. like, a fan. I wasn't, like, you know, writing to him, like, oh, play, like, MM with me or anything like that. But I like, I remember one of the first things I saw from CS was one of his frag movies, I think, or, like, a frag movie made about him. That's, like, when I first started CS. I was like, oh, this game looks pretty cool. This guy looks pretty good. So, like, I guess, like, I looked up to him in a CS player. Obviously, like, he was at the point where... I aspired to be for a long time, but obviously didn't, make, didn't quite get there, but it's fine. But yeah, like it was uh, the first few days of practice, I feel like people were a little bit not themselves so much because like everyone was like, oh, we're playing with Scream. Like, you know, they were kind of taken aback a little bit, but I think that quickly like went away. And like now, like we see him more as a friend, not as like Scream, the Go player, like as, as a friend and a part of a team.
2: Well, that's good. Yeah, you guys have, have, uh, evened it out a little bit who who on the team is like do you guys have a dedicated uh IGL or anybody that's making calls or is it kind of just like a collective team effort on strategy and and how you guys decide to play
3: so I'm like the in-game leader but our coach Sliggy obviously helps out a lot with like strategy like ideas of how to play the game like Sliggy Sliggy is like a massive help and he helps out so much he he doesn't get the credit like he I don't think he's a person who likes to be in the limelight but Sliggy Sliggy does so much awesome work for us and like is really a great asset to our team.
0: How
2: does coaching work in Valorant when you guys play pro matches? Is it like CS where they can only talk during breaks or is he able to talk to you guys the whole time? I actually don't know how it works.
3: <laughs> so, coaching isn't really a thing like he can't come in the server with us in pro matches. Like, okay. So, he just like he was sitting in team speak and just like listen to the game, stuff like that. And, like, obviously, because it's all online, like he can talk whenever, but we're choosing to only talk like whenever we pause or like stuff like that so basically practicing for the future like Sliggy thinks very far ahead like even in Fish123 he did this So like he wouldn't speak during the games like only like if we've paused or something like that because he, w- he wants to get to prepared for like a LAN environment so say if we're in like an official match on LAN I can't just like ask Sliggy and teams like w- what do we do you know like <laughs> we've got to p- learn ourselves how to deal with stuff like that so yeah. That's basically how it's working at the moment.
2: Um, Obviously, I'm not going to ask you guys to talk shit about Valve or anything like that. But in comparison, Valve to Riot, uh, are you happier now playing a game that, I guess, has a publisher that cares more about the competitive scene overall?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like, one of the coolest historians I've had in Valorant so far, I got to speak to the devs. Like, they, like, invited me on to talk about the game and stuff like that and i was in like a like a google meeting with them for like two or three hours or something like that and everyone was talking about the game so that, that was just like really cool just like these guys actually care and i think i can't remember i think it might have been hiko or something like tweeted saying i've had more contact with the uh riot devs within like one day than valve in like 10 years or something like that so like, these guys actually care and actively want to improve their game whereas valve it's kind of like they sit back until they have to do something like they don't want to do something unless they need to which i think is like a bad mindset for it so that's why i'm really enjoying it right now because they're actively wanting to improve
2: is it because the the game it's like cs as a game needs less attention because it's been around for so long or is it really like a competitive <sighs> scene thing
1: I think, man, uh, maybe because I have seen Valve a couple of times on Majors. Like in the first Majors, there were like the Valve uh, developers were coming at the events. They were talking to us. They were asking stuff and like they were like at some point they were actually caring about the game a lot. Uh, I just think they didn't make a lot of changes because CS is like it's been like this since the beginning, (laughs) you know, and it's been working well. Like everything is like CS is around for like 20 years. So so why would they maybe make it like different and stuff like this? but maybe yeah, of course exactly. like right now you know there's new games coming up and stuff so you know it's more about like the vis- the visual stuff i think more about like the, this kind of stuff they need to make efforts on but the game as it is i think it's been it's been amazing since the first day since all the versions like they didn't need to make a lot of changes but of course i think riot is going to do things differently of course because i think they they're 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 not aiming at the same thing as well i think and and uh they're going to take maybe like what like what valve did wrong maybe they're gonna do it well you know so so we'll see but so far it's been amazing and i think riot is gonna, is on the good track for sure for for their game man
2: yeah they have a pretty good track record <laughs> so far <laughs> what yeah, uh e- echoes when the when the devs called you and, and wanted to talk to you about it like what kind of stuff were you discussing was it just like changes to the map like changes to ca- like what what kind of stuff were they asking you and what kind of input were you able to give
3: it was, just, it was just general stuff in the game where I can say one thing that we did speak about that uh, has been implemented into the game. So the shotguns now, because obviously they shoot like a bunch of pellets like that, and if one headshot you before, you get the full uh, <laughs> aim punch, which is kind of like unrealistic, you know? And they've changed that now, so like uh, the pellets do less aim punch, so like... It's not as, like, brutal as before. So stuff like that is, like, it's seen, like, they've listened to us and they've taken that into the game and we've had an effect, which is, like, really cool. Talking, like, about map design, all, all these loads of other things like that, it was just, like, it's just, like, a really cool experience. Like, just sit there chatting to them, loads of people had loads of good ideas. And they took it, like, all on board.
2: What do you think the game needs? I know we talked about uh, nerfing Jet a little bit and, like, maybe some op changes, but, like, what besides that, What do you, what do you both think the game needs in order for it to in your eyes as a professional, kind of take that next step into being something more unique than it already is?
3: Definitely a new map. <laughs> Four yeah. maps is not enough. They need, they need five maps, especially for like the best of five formats. So, I mean, America blessed of them. Meanwhile, we're here with best of ones and stuff. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. But yeah, definitely a new map, I think that will like, you know, build the competitive scene even more and gives like the casual players like another like fun experience.
1: So new map. That's all I want to know. <clears throat> yeah, I think so too. I think new maps are important. Uh, of course, it's been the beginning, but I think now we are feeling uh, uh, we're feeling like four maps is not enough, you know, for for a competitive scene. But it's building, you know, it's building. They're gonna they're gonna bring like uh, a map every two uh, not every two months. It's like that's about the agents. But I think they they of course are gonna plan to add maps. That's obvious, and we just gotta wait for it. And I think Valorant is is. Like Riot, is, they're taking a lot of their time. They want to make sure things are balanced as well. And that's I think that's one of the most important things in this game, which is also scary because if they're going to add agents all the time and stuff, they need to make sure everything is very balanced. And that's the most important thing for the game. And if they keep up the good work like this, I think this game is definitely going to get big and maybe as big as CS one day, for sure. Maybe. Why not?
2: I, th- I think so. With I mean, especially with a uh, a developer like Riot backing it, and you look at League of Legends, they only have one map, right? But they have like a hundred something champions. So, do you think that Valorant is going to end up more on the agent side or more on the map side? Because you kind of need that for FPS. Like, where do you think the balance is going to lie with with that?
1: Well, I th- I think uh, th- this game is more like CS. First of all, it's not it's not like a League of Legends, so we need we need more maps. And but of course, I think uh, the f- it's Riot, so they have a lot of champions on League of Legends, and on, on Valorant they're gonna have a lot of agents as well. I think so. Not as many, I think, but it's still gonna be more agents than maps all the time. So that's that's what makes the game so unique as well. Like when you think about it, like every team could have a different comp at some point, and that's gonna be very very unique, and I love it, man.
3: I think they're going to have, like, a good balance, obviously. Like, not too many agents, not too many maps. Because I feel like they need to consider, like, the competitive scene. If it gets to a point where it is, like, League of Legends, like, that amount of champions, there's, like, there's no way a team can practice, like, effectively because every single comp can just change. And, like, there's a tens of different people that you can choose from. It'd just be too hard to be able to, like, prepare for people. So I think, I'd like, a nice little healthy balance, and they'll hit the sweet spot, and it'll be perfect.
2: How do you guys feel about Killjoy, the newest Valorant agent? Have you have you been playing her? What do you think about her utility?
3: Our Cypher main is delighted that he doesn't have to play Cypher, because he's trying out <laughs> Killjoy at the moment. He's loving it. It is it is really good. I think it's like a basically a Cypher, but can like you know get kills with like utility. So like certain comps that we're trying out at the moment, like Killjoy is like a vital part of it. So and it brings like a lot more than Cypher does, so yeah, R- killjoy is really strong at the moment. People are doing some really uh, crazy things with her all and like combining utility with it. So uh, I'm,
1: an- I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I think I think so too. Killjoy is a better version of Cipher, like literally man. It's like uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like breach and Phoenix. I think breach is a dif- it's a better version of Phoenix as well. Like, but it's still different. It still brings different stuff. So. So yeah, I man, Killjoy has been really good so far, especially after the nerf. I think they're, they're trying to make it balanced because before that it was a bit broken. Uh, I think every time an agent is going coming out, it's a little bit broken or it has something to fix on it, of course. It is how it is. Uh, it's same, yeah. same thing for the maps. Like they, of course, they can't make things perfect in the, same, in the first time. So that's normal. That's totally normal. And so far, Killjoy has been really
2: good. That was the the one thing that I was really surprised at when Valorant was first coming around was how balanced the game actually was. And I don't know if it if it's like this for you guys, but when I play, all of my games are like pretty close for like the skill range that I'm in. It's it's all like very very competitive and very close. So, why why is it important for you guys to have such a balanced game like that as as a professional?
3: I think the balance will bring like a lot of good comps around. So like obviously, if every agent is equally strong, then every comp will be like different, you know, have their own unique twist, like people more comfortable with different agents and stuff. But like at the moment, obviously there's certain agents that are like stronger than the other. Raze, for example, when she first got brought in, had two nades. And her ult was even more... (laughs) Raze was the most broken thing. Every single game had to have a Raze. So... If that's not a thing where every agent is equal, then a lot of different comps will be in, uh, like, a lot more variables for people and, like, keep it fresh, you know? Like, that's one thing I hope they do, like, so it doesn't become a CS where every single team picks the same comp versus each other, then it's, like, a different version of CS. But right now, I'm, I'm liking it.
2: Is there one agent that you absolutely have to have every time, like a Sage or something like that, that you guys, like, cannot think a team can exist without?
1: Alright, uh, I think I don't think so anymore. Like before that, I think like we always need like that cipher, that sage. Now, like now, you have the possibility of having a different comp all the time. So that's that's already good after uh, such a small time of the game. I think that's really good. And what makes uh, this game good as well is that you have to adapt all the time. Like you have to adapt if if the guys are gonna have uh, a special comp or like you always have to adapt or, on what's happening in this game and. That's uh, that's also what's what's different on CS as well.
2: As far as the competitive system goes, because I know it's still relatively new and it's not like quite figured out yet for you guys, would you rather have like a an LCS style bracket where you're just in the same tournament all year and you do like different splits, or would you rather have it operate more like a major system like CS:GO where you have all these different like big title one events? I don't know. I think
1: major definitely. I think more like. Uh, like a CS system, like with a lot of events and like a lot of different events and stuff. But I think riot rioters are gonna keep everything for themselves, I think. They're gonna make their own events and stuff like this. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. gonna partner with like ESL or I don't know, like organizations like this, but uh I like that
2: uh that that system a lot. And Echo's you're a, you're an I don't know. You're a whatever they do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't experience <laughs> you, you, too many like, T1 events. I, to... Like we we
1: just want like big events like you know, yeah. Like like on CS, but I think Riot can can do it and they have like the they have the resources to do it. They have everything to do it, man.
2: Well, the thing about CS, right, is like the prize pools were pretty big. You have like these big Title I events that you go to, and it's like there's more on the line where I feel like Riot, um, at least for on the league side, you only have like one event a year, which is Worlds, which is like kind of the the premier one. But the rest of it is like there's not huge prize pools involved, it's kind of just bragging rights. So, what do you guys? What do you guys care about more? Do you care about a healthy competitive scene, or do you care about like winning buckets of money?
1: I, I think, <laughs> the, of course, the competitive scene. Of course, money is important, but okay, it makes it makes it special. If you're like in LCS, it makes you like very special team, you know. Like it's only a few teams that are like in this, and it's only one, uh, one big uh, big league. So that's it's very. I think it it has to be really important to be in that league, so uh, and really hard as well. So it makes it special as well but at the same time it's it's scary to think about it if you don't have enough events in, in the year. I think that's not good as well. You you need a couple of of events in the year. Like, just like CS I think and you try to mix things up and I don't know man. That's, I think that's the best thing.
3: Yeah obviously it's like the big prestige of being like an LCS but something for me that always like appealed to me like watching these CS events is that you get to like travel to loads of different like you know countries that you've never been to. Like I remember I have friends with Spuri and he's like talking like Oh I'm going to Brazil for an event I'm just thinking that's kind of sick isn't it You just get to go to Brazil to play like a a video game Like, Like countries that you'd never go to Or like I don't think I would have ever gone to Sweden If it wasn't for like CS Like stuff like that But just like going all over the world with Valorant That would be like amazing
2: I think it's yeah I mean it's it's it sounds good on paper but if you talk to <clears throat> any of our CS guys they had to start dropping events because they were traveling so much that it was like wearing on their mental so it could it could go either way you know
1: Yeah like, I think I think traveling too much is that like that's when when you have to 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 balance it like to make sure like it doesn't become too much uh, at some point and you, you still have to practice as well like for example if you if you're gonna have like two three events in a row you're not gonna be able to practice and like the level you're gonna show is not gonna be the same as well for the for this for the spectator for the spectators as well i think it's better to have less events and better quality than than too many events in a row
2: I'm sure you experienced that at some point, Scream. Just the the mental drain. And especially for something like Valorant, if you guys are in a competitive circuit and you're going back to back to back and a new agent gets released or a new map gets released and teams have an opportunity to just be grinding on those things, by the time you play those those teams, you're probably going to lose. You know, like, there, there, there is a delicate balance, I think, with, with the competitive scene for sure.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, just... People using comps like I've seen Bonker using Split. Uh, on Split they're using Viper, and every time we practice them, it just causes like a lot of issues because they're the only team like I've seen that plays Viper on Split. So it's like, okay, all the things that we do versus like these normal comps they're out the window. Now we just need to adapt on the fly, and it's it is hard to play against. And like I think we'll see that in the future for like big tournaments, say like LAN events like teams will practice these strange, outrageous comps that people just want not to deal with and like it'll give them the edge, you know? So stuff like that, I'm, I'm looking forward to, but it's kind of, it, it's just hard. It's really hard to prepare for.
2: What is Viper on Split? Why is that unique to your scrims? Because I see Viper on Split all the time, but I'm like gold too, so I don't know. <laughs> At your level, it might be completely yeah, different I think, than mine. I think, I think Viper,
1: like most of the people who play Viper, they play Viper on Split, so... Like for now, Viper hasn't been that uh, much in the professional comps, but it's still really weird when you play when you play a lot of teams and the only team who plays Viper is uh, is one one team. So you have to adapt, and like even that small that small change is so hard, like to adapt. So in the future, it's gonna be really like the adaptation uh, aspect is gonna be really important. I think.
2: Do you guys think about that when you're drafting against teams? Like, Do you try to pick counters or do you try to like go more with your comfort picks of what you think will be good for, for your own individual play?
1: Well, right now, we're, we're, as, as I said earlier, we are still trying to search ourselves, you know, to find ourselves. And, uh, of course, at, I think at some point you can have a comp that can actually uh, counter, you know, like there's always a counter, like for everything. Like, for example, Killjoy ULs, like Brimstone is like the totally counter for it like you just ult on on her ult and it breaks like that's also a very good fact about the game is that you can like we don't know that yet because the game is still young but it's like in League of Legends like there's a lot of counters actually like like that's that that's what makes the the game balance as well
2: for, for those players out there that are listening, and uh, God rest your souls, I apologize. Those iron, iron and bronze players from you guys, what, what are some things that they can do to improve their gameplay uh, like today? Listening to this podcast, walking away with this advice, like what advice are you giving them to get better at Valorant right now?
1: Uh, follow my Twitch
2: channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, so no, we have I a
2: deathmatch? Sh- <laughs> Wait, you have a deathmatch. What did you say, Scream? I
1: said follow my Twitch channel. No, but like, I think... <laughs> I think it's 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 good. No, but I'm not kidding. I think watching pro players on Twitch, like streams and things like, things like this, can help you a lot to improve, I think. Because they will do things the right way and you will learn that as simple as it is. And... But people don't
0: understand,
2: like, when you're when you're jiggle peeking corners or your cross crosshair placement is high, like, I don't know if people would actually watch a stream and understand that that's what you're doing, because I, yeah, I still right. see people all the time walking around with their crosshair pointed at people's feet. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, do you not understand that? Like, it's it's little basic mechanics I think like that 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 really make a huge difference and maybe you don't know because you've been doing this for so long that you're just like muscle memory yeah, of course it's, is it's, used to it's it, it natural,
1: right? it's natural right now but I think of course if you let's say if you're like a silver like you're the first rank ever uh, I think first of all you gotta you gotta know how to hold your mouse how to like what sensitivity you are gonna put like this this these basic settings you know the basic settings for, like make sure to have a good monitor like at least one forty-four hertz, you know, so you're in good condition. Yeah, Elinvar, of course. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> nice even plug, two, nice four, plug. even even two forty hertz if you can do it. But uh, make sure to have a good setup, like uh, <clears throat> to have a good sensitivity, not too high, not too low, like just to find find out your good thing. And in this game, you have so much things to work on, like so much aspects you can work on, like on the on the on the agent specs, or on the aim spec or like there's a lot of aspects you can you can work on and like you, it takes some time, and you just have to practice as well to play the game. That's how you, that's how you evolve the best. I think if you, if you actually practice the game.
2: And you uh, said you said deathmatch, which I'm gonna throw an unpopular opinion. I actually think deathmatch is good for aim training, but it's not good for like realistic game training because people are just sprinting around the map, and nobody does that when you actually play. You just hear loud footsteps coming from like a mile away, and it's kind of easy for you to line up shots. But why, why do you, as a pro, think that deathmatch is the way to go
3: so i could like elaborate on it more like i agree with screams. so say if you like you're just starting the game you need to pick a sensitivity that's going to be like viable so like for example just copy like a pro setting or like find the average of like a pro's sense and just use that just so like you know like people you know people can get good on this then you want to like practice your mechanics you know obviously the first thing actually you want to know you want to get better like some people just play games for fun, like like you said, like people run yeah. around looking at the floor, like they've probably never put a single thought thinking, oh, if I aim at their head level, I have to move my mouse left so I can kill people quicker. That's probably <laughs> never came into the head before. Yeah. It sounds stu- stupidly obvious, but people just aren't considering it. So you want to like want to get better, like you copy like some pro settings, and then I'd recommend is like you just play one agent and just. Find like plays on every map that you can do on that agent. It's like you can watch like a pro stream or anything like that. You can look at YouTube videos because there's so much content on YouTube for people to look at. So, like, you just find some set plays that you can do with your agent that work well and they'll be able to like get you some kills. And like, you just get more comfortable on the agent and you'll just like get better and better and better and just start climbing the ranks naturally.
2: And then, what happens when? You put, you know, 80 hours a week. Uh, I don't know if that's realistic. I'm just making up a number. 80 mm-hmm. hours a week into Omen. And you're like, all right. And then you go into queue and somebody just instantly yoinks Omen. <laughs> and then what do you yeah. t- You know, like, like, yeah, I guess, I guess how are you, how are you splitting your time with, <laughs> then with you, agents? Then, and, then, like... then you dodge the game, man.
1: That's easy. Yeah, yeah, you, touch oh, the game. You, you just, just gotta dodge touch the, the game, Omen. bro. No. <laughs> no, don't do that, guys. But, okay. I think I yeah, think, don't of course, that, that, That's, that's that, so annoying. That's what makes the game a little bit difficult as well, because you have different agents you have to master, and that's 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 of course important. You you can't only play one agent, but of course in the beginning you gotta start with something. So just gi- you know give Jet a try or Omen a try, whatever. But you gotta practice uh, a couple of games with the same agent to master it, of course.
2: What do you guys have coming up in the near future as far as uh, tournaments and events and who are you looking forward to rematching, all that stuff? Where, where are you guys at on that spectrum?
3: Uh, Tournaments-wise, I'm not sure. I think we've got one, but I'm not sure if I can say. I don't think it's been announced yet, so there's Ooh. that coming forward. Leaks, leaks, leaks. leaks. I can't leak, but <laughs> there's uh, that coming up and obviously looking forward to, I think everyone's looking forward to the day we eventually beat G2. I think everyone, like, I've spoken (laughs) to... I speak to Meadow from from Phoenix and he's like, man, we need to beat these guys. I'm like, yeah, we really do. Because watching watching, uh, G2, like, they're obviously, like, a great team. They get away with, like, a lot of things because I think they're all just really individually good, which I don't think... It can't last forever. It's not consistent enough. Like, it will happen. Like, everyone's practicing hard. Like, people will catch up. So obviously looking forward to getting to play G2, hopefully beating them and, you know, taking the next tournament win.
2: What is it about G2 that you think is, like, outside of their individual skill, because it is a team-based game, so, like, what, why do they have your number so aggressively? Is it aggressively? I don't know. Have you, you've never beaten G2. I don't want to, like, rub salt in the wound or anything. We beat them on one map, but they
1: they, they won won every tournament so far. Like, they they played, so they're, they're, they're definitely on top right now. Uh, what makes them good, I think G two is the the fact that they can adapt better than most of the teams right now. They don't have crazy stuff. They do very simple stuff, but the way they do it, it works. And like for now, as the teams are new and everything, and I think you know you can as as Achille said, you you're getting away a lot of with a lot of rounds and a lot of games because of small mistakes that the other team is doing. Uh, actually, I don't think G two is doing the <coughs> how do you say this man. They're, of course, good, but they, as cycle said, it's not going to last a long time, I think, for sure.
2: Is there any uh, up-and-coming teams that you guys kind of have your eyes on that might be a threat, another like similar Fish 1-2-3 story where it's like just a group of dudes who, who really want it? I, I
1: think, to be honest, man, I don't have a name right now, but Valorant is going to... I think a lot of people are going to surprise in this game, like... I think a lot of people, even from other games than CS, like let's say it's Overwatch players or Fortnite players or whatever game it is, I think this game is so much strategy, it's so much about strategy that anyone can come up and be like the mastermind of the game and just do some crazy stuff because they master their agents. Maybe they don't have the same aim as we do, like they're not as good as we do, but like let's be honest the aim on this game is not that hard on like on CS, you know, it's not as, as harder on CS and like as soon as you're in a good positioning in this game you're, you're, you're 8 out of te- 10 times gonna win the duel because the positioning is the most important the strategy is the most important in this game for sure man so definitely some some, some people will come up with some some new team and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun
3: yeah I wouldn't say any team specifically I think like a lot of the upcoming teams have now like disbanded. I think everyone's just like, you know, trying to climb above each other to get on an org for some reason, which is kind of backwards with how like it should be, but that's just the reality of it at the moment. Everyone's like secured like their own future. So they're just doing what they can. So I think anyone can do it. I mean, look at us, like if you like mentioned our names to anyone before Valorant, that th- no one would know who we are, like type thing. So anyone can do it. It is possible. It's just like we just showed like a really good like dedication work ethic and and we just wanted it.
2: And now you're here on liquid competing (laughs) at the highest level, which is awesome. Uh, I think, I think we're about wrapped here. I do want to give a special shout out and hear your guys' opinions. I know we talked on discord, but a special shout out to Enigma, uh, for the, Super badass announcement video that we did for for our team, and uh, he's since joined Liquid uh, full time as a as a content creator. He streams, he does amazing three D stuff. So shout out Enigma! Uh, what did you guys think of the video?
3: Oh, that video was so good, man. I could like we we got like little snippets of the video, and Dom Dom, who's like into like always editing and stuff, was going like crazy. He was like this guy's the best ever. Like I've watched this guy since like CS: Source or something like that doing stuff. It was like it's such a crazy video. And even, even just like the announcement, we had to wait so long because the video obviously takes a long time and we're like, right, we're joining liquid. Then we had to like wait a long time for it to come out. And it was just like, I was just like itching to like, you know, change my Twitter handle to like, you know, I'm in liquid and tell everyone was kind of, that's mostly
2: my fault. And I apologize for that. We, (laughs) We wanted to make it, we wanted to make it good. And I was, I was talking to Victor and he was like, yeah, so can we announce? And I was like, I need another like two and a half weeks. And he was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, yeah. just please just give me time for this video i just want it to be good it,
3: it was worth <laughs> it the, vid- the video was insane yeah for sure that, was, uh, th- yeah, I think that yeah. was the
1: best the best intro video i have ever seen basically like i don't think anyone worked that hard on an intro video and like the talent of this guy is enigma is so so good man it's so strong so hopefully we're gonna get some more videos like this in the future
2: man it's gonna <laughs> yeah be amazing, yeah man. of course yeah, I know. You you messaged me on I said I think I sent you a clip scream and you were like, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could write one tap on the gun?" And I was like, "Yeah, let me see if we can do yeah, that." Yeah, man. Like, why not? Man, I I don't know. When I was watching the video, everything was perfect, but like something was missing, man. You
1: know, I had the feeling something was missing the video. I was searching, I was searching. And then, man, yeah, one tap, bro. Of course, like that that's what was missing and it's so it's so good that you guys could add this in the video as well. Like, it's a small detail, but for me it's, it's just important, you know, like
2: yeah, it was cool. I literally, I, I sketched it on my iPad. I like went in and I like, I wrote it and I just exported it and gave it to him. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'll just like engrave it into the gun. I was like, yeah, oh, cool. cool you have a <laughs> insane set. Um, well you, you shouted out your Twitch stream earlier scream. So where, where can people find you? Where do you want to point them to, uh, to all your stuff? Uh,
1: all right. Uh, basically I'm on every social, uh, like I like you can follow me anywhere you want basically youtube instagram twitter the most the most thing I use is Twitter, probably, but i I still make some video on YouTube and some posts on Instagram, so you guys can follow me wherever you want, and of course on twitch so i'm I'm live on Twitch pretty often, so that's uh are you that's are you, you ad scream me. everywhere uh no, not everywhere uh but Oh, you have like, different handles for each yeah. individual social media account. <laughs> oh God, you're one of those people. On Instagram, it's scream the king. Uh, that's wait, <laughs> don't judge it. <laughs> that's a name I had. In two, that's a name I had in 2013. I have Instagram since 2013, so I haven't I haven't changed my name. But I, I don't think I will change it. It's just gonna stay like this forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what's my name. And on on, on Twitter is scream underscore and uh, Twitch is just scream and. Uh, that's it man but you can find me pretty easily I think awesome
2: Eccles where can we find you
3: the, uh, it's streaming a lot on Twitch uh, just at Eccles EC1S on uh, Twitter Eccles underscore doing a giveaway there for $50 of worth of radiant points and $50 of TL merch so if you want to get some Woo! TL merch okay, nice. follow me on Twitter retweet the giveaway and YouTube obviously I think we're doing like a video every week just like you know highlights uh, stream highlights like ranked games like a new one coming up me and scream playing like ranked together it's be really fun come check it out and on Instagram it's kind of new it's Eccles underscore underscore because everyone's
0: taking my name oh god two underscores yeah yeah, yeah. oh what are you doing two underscores (laughs) all right Eccles underscore underscore and if you want to find me at and Sands mainly on Instagram and Twitter that's where I'm the most active and of course you are listening to Tilt's the interesting liquid talk show available on all of your favorite podcast applications including Apple Podcasts where you if you like this episode should give us a nice tasty five star review you and maybe i'll shout you out in the next episode probably because we do the shameless self-promotion thing all the time if you'd like to watch the episode of tilts you can find us at team liquid's youtube channel at youtube.com slash team liquid but that's all for now that's all we got for this episode of tilts and i will see you guys in the next one
3: see you guys cheers guys thanks for watching